Hello, everybody. It is terrific to be back in for Book Club again this week, sharing incredible new reads from Australian authors. And I have a terrific new book, the second book from Kay Kerr. Keiko is a former journalist and newspaper editor from Brisbane. Her debut novel is the widely acclaimed Please Don't Hug Me, and I'm back, I'm here with her second cheese pack with Social Cue. Now, Social Cue introduces us to Zoe. Zoe has autism, and that means her every day can be tough. Social spaces aren't designed for her, and this forces her to navigate a world of noise, bustle, and crowds that leaves her exhausted. Worse, People just expect her to be okay with these things, and that adds another layer of exhaustion, as Zoe must either choose to explain her discomfort or hide until she can feel safe. But now Zoe's finished school. She's landed her dream internship at Bubble, an online media company, and after the hell of high school, this is Zoe's chance to greet life on her terms. Her first story pitch has even been greeted with huge success. Now, dating was a non-event for Zoe at school, so when she writes about all the missed opportunities, she's overwhelmed with the likes, including a few in the comments confessing to secret crushes on her. So Zoe embarks on a fact-finding mission. She's going to talk to each of these secret crushes and write about it. She's hoping to piece together exactly how love and dating is supposed to work, and who knows, maybe love is still on the cards with someone. Now, there's a moment in Social Cue where Zoe is trying to figure out why things can't just be a bit easier for her, and she talks about the social model of disability. The social model of disability is a theoretical framework that respects people's individual differences and identifies disability as being the product of barriers in society. So, like, when a wheelchair user requires the modification of a ramp, it's no different to a non-wheelchair user requiring the modification of stairs. We're all trying to get to the next level. It's just that some of us have the privilege of having barriers removed without us asking or ever perhaps even being aware of it. Now, in Zoe's case, she has to puzzle over the potential cues and signals that she missed from these crushes. Her life at school was a swamp of sensory overload and bullying that meant she didn't have the emotional energy for much else. But now, as she revisits old friends, even bullies, who claim that they really liked her, She's got to negotiate this kind of toxic world of what we do or say we do in the name of love. Zoe is an extraordinary character to travel along with as she takes this journey. Kay Kerr's writing is such that we feel instantly connected, moving from her internal to external world. And as Zoe meets up with friends, bullies and passing acquaintances, we're confronted by the ways that we all try to negotiate love and affection. There's a particularly effective scene where an old crush describes a series of innocuous actions he took to get her attention. And she's completely baffled, as I suspect you would be too, dear reader, dear listener, (laughs) that somehow these strange little tokens amounted to a declaration of love. Zoe may have missed the cues, but the question we're all left asking is how anyone ever falls in love if we're going to be this obtuse. The reader's connection with Zoe is of the type that we might feel that we relate to Zoe's experience, and I I felt like this was deliberate on Kerr's part. Our closeness to Zoe invites us to share and relate to her experience, but it also challenges us to recognise that these are barriers thrown up against her as an autistic person, and that is Zoe's um, preferred language. Throughout the novel, Zoe works with her colleagues at Bubble, as well as with friends and her newly discovered old crushes, to educate them about the way disability is framed in society, the way the way she wants to talk about it, the way she wants to be talked about herself, and also the way it impacts people in ways that 
they can't help but also it, puts, it makes it very hard for them to fight against. We see the real emotional burden that she shoulders and the toll that it takes on her to be constantly explaining this to people. That's, that's really something to think about. Social cue invites us into Zoe's world and it gives us a privileged access to her life. We see her triumph and also her suffering, but are asked to understand and not to pity. So coming back to the social model of disability that I mentioned at the top, having to talk about, explain and justify her very existence is a burden and it's too often placed on people living with a disability. In the social cue, we see the lived experience of this, but also the ways that Zoe and her close group work together to make her life something wonderful. I love Keiko's books for their wonderful characters and their heartfelt elucidation of life. Reading Social Cue made me infinitely glad (laughs) that I am in uh, a beautiful relationship and that I'm not on the apps. But also it made me feel like, you know, there is this wonderful world of love out there for people who take the time and communicate with each other. So this week's book club was Keiko's The Social Cue. Thank you so much for joining me and I look forward to joining you next week for another book club. Till then, as always, happy reading.